1: this, this spoken like by the, the prophet the John. 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 last day my spirit To think. Some making to mock and said they've had too much to drink. Peter said, These men are not drunk she's a as she supposed. Here comes the Preaching and the wheel begin to flow. They caught up in and breath and what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. i I, 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 feel I spoke about a poppin' joke. has an ending, You can't dispute the facts. The fire's still burning, just like the Book of Acts. He fills you with the Spirit. You will speak with other tongues. That's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes. I, 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 I. This is A spoken by the prophet John.
2: Good evening, everybody. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Pastor Simons is out tonight, but in studio we have a treat for you. And no, it's not that I'm talking. I'm Matt Ramsey, sitting in for Pastor Simons. But in studio tonight we have uh, Ben Lee, um, who is a, a fellow churchgoer at the New Life United Pentecostal Church. And Pastor Simons had asked him tonight to share his testimony with you. Uh, Before we get into that, though, I want to make sure to invite you to our church services. We meet Wednesday and Sunday, and we will meet this Wednesday and the following Sunday. I'm just letting everyone know because holidays are coming up, but we will be meeting. And at Wednesday night, 730, we have a um, family Bible study, a church service. We do some singing, some praying, and we usually, uh, there's a Bible topic that is uh, taught. And then on Sunday, we have, we sort of split it up into two services. And we do like a Sunday school, which is for the children. And then also we have adult Bible classes. And those are a little bit more informal where you can, uh, ask questions and sort of, there's like kind of a back and forth, you know, um, you know, interaction type of thing. That's at 10 o'clock. And then at 11 o'clock, after a short break, we get into a traditional, uh, worship service. And that's all at the Old Elks Building, 501 Elks Drive. And again, Wednesday, 730, Sunday, 10 o'clock, and 11 o'clock. If you want to call in or text tonight, you can do so um, to Pastor Simon's number, 701-290-7862. Now, he uh, may be able to take the text, uh, but it might be a little bit actually before Um, he can um, respond to those. But that's 701-290-7862. So without further ado, uh, this is Ben Lee. All
3: right, hello. Hello, radio world out there. Okay. Can you hear me now? Should I try the other mic? Try to figure out which mic. Go ahead. Okay. Try this mic. That's the mic, all right. We found the mic all right well, thanks for listening to me anyway. Hopefully you don't tune me out too quickly. Um, I haven't uh spent a lot of time on radio before. This is my first are we getting better all right this is my first first time uh talking on the radio here, but
2: we can't tell this is going perfectly <laughs> right. this is smooth. it's actually going about better than it is when I'm by myself, but
3: right so Anyway, yeah, Pastor had asked if I'd uh, share my testimony, um, and uh, I love talking about myself, so I said, "Yeah, sure, sign me up." And yeah, <laughs> so there's nothing nothing like having a captive audience for an hour here. But um, anyway, before I get started, because I I am nervous and I've got I've got some notes here that I've uh, got scratched on, and and so we might get a little distracted later. But I want to make sure I. I think uh thank my pastor uh thank all those that were involved with with my testimony um of how I got to where I'm at right now and uh you know and if I mean I'm not going to name names really just because there's there's so many it takes it takes a village to raise a child and and to be a child of God it takes a lot of people to really make all that happen there's no one individual um and so I just want to say thanks to all those uh if you had any part of my my upbringing in that and uh so with that you know this isn't my testimony isn't really um there's there's a lot of testimonies out there that involve uh drugs and addiction and uh brokenness that was that was really um in part of an upbringing and and that's not what my testimony is all about really um mine I I grew up in North Dakota uh, over in Jamestown on the eastern side of the state you know and I my family had farmed there until I was 4 years old and then then we moved to town um but I was I was born on Easter Sunday uh so that's a fun little fun fact there for you I was the the youngest of four so other uh youngest of four siblings and you know in my part of my upbringing was um there was no no fighting there was no abuse uh there was no divorce yeah, i mean it was it was a tremendous home that I really grew up in i 'm so thankful for that um, my There was no divorce actually in my my parents uh, my my grandparents on either side uh, even even my friends that I grew up with uh, there was no no divorce maybe until till high school uh, before I really started to meet people that um, that had parents that were divorced or separated and and so you know looking back i i mean I didn't know anything at the time, really, I just kind of thought that was life but but looking back, it's like wow what a what a sheltered little yeah. cocoon that I had there um we went to we went to church every sunday uh we ate supper almost every night as a family. you know these are things that i get i mean i just i grew up with that it was it was just you know we didn't we didn't think about it we didn't it was just part of life mm-hmm. uh, my mom. My mom was um, she was she helped everybody. She grew up, or she she was uh, she worked for the housing authority in in town, and and so we would she would help low income people with uh, different helping manage their finances and different things, and and we my brothers and I would end up getting roped into helping move people in and out of places. You know, my mom would say, "Oh yeah, my sons will do that." You know, we'd find a dresser at a garage sale or something, and you know, of course, we get moved in uh we get brought in moving fridges you know all this stuff and so we we grew up helping helping other people and yeah i'm sure we grumbled quite a bit over it but but it was just that was what we did you know we just we just were help um my mom just voluntold us a bunch of stuff all the time yeah and uh so it it was kind of nice to to look back and and have that in my life Uh, i had tremendous mentors in my life my grandpa was a a senator for nearly fifty years, you know. So the influence that he had on me—that I mean, he was—he was obviously um, making a lot of good decisions in his life at during those years, and and just able to speak a lot of wisdom in, into my family. Um, if I needed, if I needed advice from anything, from hunting to uh, finances, uh, repair. If I needed to repair a, a car or, or a house anything you wanted i had uncles that that had all kinds of knowledge to to share you know all i had to do was ask and it was just quite an encyclopedia of of everybody that i surrounding me um so i I could have picked any path really to go down and it was i just didn't i just i was just going about my life really uh my dad you know to give him a shout out too that he uh he could fix anything from tractors uh he's got it right now he's got a a D John Deere uh, from the 30s in his garage that he's repairing, he's restoring, and he's got my drone sitting on his kitchen table. He's going to replace the camera on it for me, and so anything for, you know, iPhones to tractors and everything in between, he could fix anything. Um, and so, you know, this this is what I grew up with, and uh, just just a great, tremendous home. And so part of part of what made my family so great, I, I believe too, was was that we grew up Catholic, and you know, I might sound a little strange out in Radio Land. Uh, we cover a wide swath here with this, but um, but uh, I I believe that my Catholic upbringing was was a big part of of who I was and, and what I was. You know, we believed in in living for more than just ourselves. You know, that selfishness was not. You know, that was not part of what I observed growing up. We weren't. Um, we weren't taught to be selfish in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we cared for our our family and others. You know, if if you, I mean, if you're listening right now and you're stranded on the side of the road, you get a hold of me tonight, and and I bet you my dad will come over and, and help you fix a flat tire or or give you some gas or or whatever. I mean, he didn't. You know, he might he might ask me like, "What are you getting me into?" But uh, you know, that's just that's just the way my family is. They're just uh, it was maybe part of the farm culture, I guess. Uh, neighbors helping neighbors it 's just you don 't really ask questions you just if somebody needs something you just try and make it happen and um and we were taught you know we were taught to be thankful uh to be you know to recognize how blessed we are we'd we 'd be driving down the road and and I remember my mom would say um, you know so, you know just something would would happen and and she 'd point out like this is a god thing you know that was a god thing that that happened and and it, you know we're blessed because of that happening, and so she would point out little things like that, and or I'd be out with my dad uh hunting, and and he would point out that uh you know people in New York don't get to don't get to see things like this, you know. I mean, coyotes running through the field, or or just different things. You know, people who live in in cities aren't aren't blessed with this kind of stuff. So make sure you're thankful for it. Um, and so so being thankful was a big part. You know, we didn't we didn't believe in divorce. Like I said. Uh, killing babies, you know that was that was against everything you know, it was against our religion. Uh, I was taught that everything should be in moderation you know to avoid the the extremes in life um, and you know we believed growing up that we were sinners and that Jesus died for us that was It was part of my uh, part of what I grew up believing mm-hmm. and so this this conversion uh, process you know you, you'll find out here I guess later if if this is your first time listening to the to the show um you know it's it's a pentecostal show it's an apostolic show uh, and uh and we're going to I'll get into some more of this a little bit later here but mm-hmm. um I couldn't have asked for any more. I I really I really couldn't have. We weren't rich but we never lacked. You know, we We could only drink water at the restaurant you know it always bother us when we couldn't get chocolate milk like the other kids you know but uh but we were still at the restaurant i mean we were we were pretty fortunate um and so i wasn't looking for more i was i had i had i guess what i wanted i mean my my goals in life were just get a good paying job settle down get married have kids and just and just you know live out your life and and so I, I really thought the whole world was Catholic. You know, there was a few Baptists and Lutherans in my life, but but really most of the people were Catholic, and and I thought North Dakota was the greatest state in the union. I guess I still probably do, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you're not from here, but they uh, can move. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But um, yeah, so I, I was I was just happy. I mean, I was I was living living the dream, kind of I guess, or, or just living life, really. And so as I as I got into high school, uh, you know, like I said, I was I was the youngest of four siblings. So as they were getting older and, and moving out of the house, you know, they started to come become more quote unquote independent. Uh, there was there started to be more of the world creeping into our home, and, and there was you know alcohol as far as you know partying and minor and consumption, uh, yeah. you know some couple overnight stays at jail maybe for, but we would move, um, you know, different financial decisions. We'd end up moving uh, siblings from one town to another because they couldn't afford the rent there anymore or there was, um, you know, uh, questionable boyfriends, things like that. And so I would get, I got being the youngest uh, on these trips to go and, and pick up a sibling and move them to somewhere else. I got a lot of lectures on the way to that. Uh, situation and a lot and on the way from that, and so uh, these youngest kids they get a lot of wisdom imparted on them, and but all those experiences also uh, they softened my parents a little bit, and they they started to to weaken them a little bit from the standards that we that we started out with and what I had seen from an early age and everything, uh, and and so I started to kind of go down this path of my siblings here, and as I got into to college, I went to college and in the same town in jamestown and uh started to figure out that it was more fun to drink and chase girls than it was to go to class and i started to to build a reputation on on partying i went you know the first semester of of college i probably had a three point something or other grade point average and by the second semester i was down to a Mm 1.9 and uh yeah it's not uh not a good situation and and actually my dad advised me he had a lot of wisdom on the whole situation going into it that you know anyway we'll we'll talk about that another time there's lots of little testimonies inside of all this but uh so i built this reputation on partying and i i don't know part of the um my mom's outgoingness and my grandpa's outgoingness uh, really uh, apparently got into me a little bit and i so i would I would take things a little bit more to the extreme, and you know some of that moderation in my life kind of started to go away and i so I threw myself a, a birthday party one year uh you know and i it wasn't going to be big enough with my budget, so I found some sponsors in town and i we ended up renting out a bar and I lined up seven bands uh to come and play at it you know i owned a I owned a bus for a little bit uh, because I, you know drinking and driving was wrong and and immoral, and so i that's this is my way around that uh, of having a bus, and I had found a driver for it and and yeah, I mean we had the college pep band played in my played in my garage, we had uh, bands in my basement, and so i even i guess i i 'll stop saying it, but we I even lined up I met with city council about renting out the civic center for my birthday the next year, and they they said, "Well, you want one of the side rooms and and I said, "No, I want the whole thing." And anyway, city council didn't approve of my my birthday party at the time, and uh, I didn't get my deposit back either on that deal. But so then I so this is now this is after college. This is the summer of of two thousand nine, and then um, now we're into December two thousand nine. Here, I had uh, yeah, finished college. And now I met my wife in December, and so she was. And so you can you can imagine what happened to the bus after that but <laughs> hmm. but she was raised in an apostolic bible believing home but but she wasn 't living right um, you know she wasn 't living what she was taught, and so we ended up I ran into her in a bar after a basketball game and and we didn 't talk too much that night, but we started to talk over facebook I had gone to to high school with her and and so we start we started talking uh, she loved to debate. Or argue, I guess however you want to say it, and I love to stir the pot and and controversial things, and so we of course we started talking about religion right away, right uh, that was a big part of of her life in high school and and uh so she, you know we're just both trying to figure everything out here and and a uh, little game of chess kind of and so that was that was in december of of two thousand nine and, and we ended up moving quickly we got engaged in may and then we were married by july um we got married at the courthouse because catholic families and pentecostal families don't really work well together if you're if you're planning a wedding and uh so during that during that time we uh we met i was trying to convince her to be catholic right i was trying to to get her to to see things my way. Um she wasn't even going to church really at at that time. And so I'm like, well, I'm still I I never missed church. I always went to church even through all these parties and everything. I I would uh party all night Saturday night and I'd either go hungover the next day or I would uh go to the Sunday evening service. That's the nice thing about the Catholic church. <laughs> There's always a service for you. And uh so anyway, so I'm trying to convince her to be Catholic, you know, trying to convert her and and she said you know why why are you doing this why are you doing that uh why do you pray like this and and i never really had answers for her and nothing that was satisfactory um she she wanted answers out of the bible and i would say you know well that's your interpretation of the bible right or that's you know what version are you looking at i always had these these different canned excuses um and so finally we we met with a priest we um, before we got married we we ended up meeting with the priest and and she had a list of things that she wanted some answers for um, you know baptism being an example uh, what you know the way the Bible says to be baptized versus uh, the way the Catholic Church baptizes and so she was looking for answers and she wanted she wanted answers out of the bible and and I thought, okay, you because know, our, our my argument as a Catholic was was that uh, you know the priest spends his whole life uh, you know, looking into the, the Word of God and, and studying it, and, and knowing the context of everything, and so, so he's going to, you know, he's the answer for all this, and so I couldn't answer, but the priest was going to be able to. So we had this meeting set up, and and we get in there, and uh, there was a Bible on the table between us, and uh, through this whole meeting, there was answers given, but never once was the Bible touched, and I, I sort of walked away defeated out of that. That. You know, I was really expecting him to put her in her place as far as mm-hmm, Scripture go, right. and just kind of mop the floor with her of like, you know, because this is the real church, and and it just didn't happen that way, and so, um, so we we kept going. Um, at this at this point, you know, so we got married, we moved out to the Dickinson area on the west side of the state, and and we were still. Uh, neither one of us were really making any headway on our on our beliefs. You know, we both loved God very much, but I believed in whatever the church told me, and and she believed in whatever the Bible would uh, told her. And so we had two different opinions leading us, two different mm-hmm. truths, really. And that's right. that's a, a a point that it still stays with me right now because she was quoting scripture after scripture to me, and it was in one ear and out the other because I didn't call it truth. I mean, you can you can you know mm-hmm. tell me all the scripture you want, but it didn't matter because I didn't consider that truth. And so, you know, I, I held traditions of the church. You know, the, the Catholics uh, or my my understanding of uh, what I grew up with was Peter was the first pro was the first pope, and and uh, the pope basically has the authority to write epistles today. Even you know, if whatever he says is going to be um, you know no different than Paul and Peter. And so, uh, that was what I considered truth, and and so I'd never read the Bible or anything. And so that's as as the first Bible study I do with anybody now. I mean, if if I get the choice, I take them, and we'll just talk about the Bible. I don't even open the Bible very much. Uh, we'll just kind of talk about it and why is this book any different than other books that you read, and uh, really break that down and and convince somebody yeah. that this is the Word of God and this is this is. Um, this is true, you know. This is right. this is the truth. So, um, so that was that we 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 weren't on the same page. I always looked at the Bible, uh, sort of like as a hundred year old grandpa, where you know I honored it and you know loved it. You know, we were all gentle around it. You know, maybe give it a nice place in the home. But we didn't really trust what it said. We just you know, it's like, Well, that's that's really nice, Grandpa, thanks. Um, but it's not really relevant for us today here. You don't you don't really understand what it's like to be me now. So that that was kind of my opinion of of the Bible. Um and so we were going back and forth between the, the Catholic Church and the and the Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. We would visit both. We mostly went to the Catholic Church because you know, if you got a good priest, you could be in and out of there in forty-five minutes, uh, and you can get on with your day and, and get some yard work done, get some things accomplished, and you know, and just fulfill. It. For me, it was just fulfilling an obligation. I just I felt like I had to had to be there. It was I felt guilty if I didn't if I didn't fulfill that. Um, but so that was we mostly went there, and there's some testimony inside of that too where. Um, Aside from from our meeting with the priest not going how I wanted it, there was other times where we went we went to the church and I there's only about a ten if you haven't been to a Catholic service before uh, there's maybe a ten minute window in there where they what they call the homily and they they'll break down you know they, they do some readings out of the um, epistles and then they'll do a gospel reading and the and then the priest will take a couple minutes and and explain some things and kind of it's basically where you get fed I mean your sermon for the day for the week is is out of that and so um, we would you know we went there and and out of this 10 minute sermon the rest is all ceremony and 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 it's it's actually now that I've I've read the Bible it it makes a lot more sense now than it ever did when I was growing up but uh, there was times where this we'd go there and, and I'm waiting for this 10 minute ceremony or 10 minute homily and they would do like a fundraiser during that time and then uh, which is, I mean, that's fine. We do we do fundraisers for missions and things like that in our church, but they never they never replaced. You know, they never added on any. So we basically just cut out any kind of a homily, and it would talk about fundraising. And they did this about three or four times. And if you're trying to convince somebody to to be a Catholic and and convert from what they were, uh, this isn't very beneficial in your favor. And so. Uh, it, maybe it was just you know coincidental, but um, in my life I know it was God working in me and right. yeah. and, uh, and taking the reins on on things here. But so so anyway, so then we started you know we had we had a few of those incidences that were frustrating, and so we started migrating towards the uh, the Pentecostal Church in Dickinson here, uh, Pastor Bob Simon's church that we're at now. And I did I liked you know the times that we we'd been coming. I I liked Pastor Simon's. I mean he was super. Um, down-to-earth, easy to listen to, uh, lots of nuts and bolts preaching, um, you know, men ought to act like men, women ought to act like women, uh, you ought to pay your taxes, you know, there's there's just a lot of uh, just just good down-to-earth preaching there, and, uh, and I could really relate to it, but then he would talk about some other doctrinal things, you know, baptism and the Holy Spirit, repentance, and and none of that really pertained to me I didn't think because I you know I grew up catholic and I I'd, I'd been baptized or sprinkled as a baby and and so uh I didn't think it really pertained to me but it was it was still good I I got to fulfill my obligations you know uh it took a little longer because they would go to church all day and act like you're supposed to serve the lord the whole day you know <laughs> but but um I get things a little better now and so anyway so between between now i've got i 've got this new pastor in my life sort of uh, hearing his preaching throughout the weeks, and then we'd go back and visit our family back in jamestown and my father in law uh, you talk about a word fitly spoken and, and I mean that guy was good at at uh, putting in you know he'd see the frustration in certain things or he'd see an opportunity to insert the word of god and and he was he was i mean just the perfect amount of patience and and pushy um, a lot better than my wife was at it, <laughs> but um, you know he really he really helped bring me a long ways uh, in in my belief and really kind of kind of sort things out for me, um, give me giving me the right books to read at the right time or, or something like that. But um, but really, uh, I was through this whole process. I was feeling a little bit attacked. My it felt like my heritage was was really being attacked um, because you know you just kind of. This is who we are. This is who I am. And so
2: as far as being Catholic.
3: Yeah, it's being Catholic the like the you know sort of German Norwegian type thing. I mean, it's just it's it's who you are. You don't change from being Catholic. Yeah. Um and so so there was a lot of frustration during that time and and taking things personally um during all this. But um so this was this was probably uh 2012 would have been my daughter would have been born. You know, we're still trying to figure things out. So we were married in 2010. We we get into 2012, 13, um, and and I'm realizing that I'm, you know, if I'm going to have, I mean, these these kids, I want I want to raise my kids in the church. I want to raise them the same way. I, you know, unselfishness. I want them serving God. I, you know, I don't. And and there's a lot of a lot of people my age. You know, say 35 and under under 40 that are. Uh, that aren't going to church anymore in, in like the catholic, lutheran, baptist. I would say there's there's a in big droves they're just not coming back to church anymore. You know, they they'll do it out of obligation to their parents or or things like that, but but they're just not not going. And, and a big thing, I mean my thing was not understanding why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, and that's that's a that was a big part of me not being able to to defend my beliefs and it's it's frustrating. But, uh, you know, if I grew up in a good home like that and I couldn't defend why we were doing what we were doing, what was the, my friend, you know, anybody that, that did have a divorced home or or anything that where there was other struggles involved with it, how are you ever going to convince somebody to be, to, to stay your religion? And so, anyway, I needed to dig into things myself. I needed to be able to teach my kids why I did what I did. And so... So finally at this point I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into the Bible and, and prove basically I was doing it out of spite to prove everybody wrong and to to still convince my wife that no Catholic is, is the way to be. And so I had to beat them at their own game and get into the Word of God. And uh I, I tried reading the Bible from the beginning and I quit probably around judges uh because I just it just wasn't sticking. I wasn't understanding really, um not working. And so I ordered the Bible on C D and I I tried uh, listening to it on my way to and from work, and it just wasn't sticking. I wasn't, I wasn't really getting it. And you know, if you could watch repentance in slow motion, I was, this was it. This is what I was, I was repentance in slow motion. You know, because through through all these little nuggets of my father in law, and through um, through the pastor and, and the people in the church, and all this this. Truth, you know, and there's things that I was raised with. That I knew better. I knew I shouldn't be swearing like a sailor, and I knew I shouldn't be uh, drinking like a fish, and, and all these things. And so uh, now I've got a, a church and a wife, and and they're constantly challenging me on this. Every week I, I would get challenged on it, uh, and so I needed. I I, I quit swearing. Um, I I got I actually got rid of my Facebook just because of the. The pictures and everything that I had on there that I was associated with, it just wasn't, you know, actually somebody got called out in church uh, over their Facebook thing, and I i had never heard anything. I bet you I looked white as a ghost. I'd never heard of, like, a priest. You know, to me it was like he was like a priest, you know, and, and to call somebody's name out and say, Hey, you shouldn't have that kind of stuff if you're going to be a Christian, you know. And he was, it was there was wisdom involved. It wasn't, it wasn't. I mean, it yeah, was. It was, a, it was a
2: younger guy, I think, that was involved with their family, and so it was kind of more of a,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. It, I don't think he would have just called you, you know, no. Ben, Ben Lee. What are you doing? Yeah,
3: yeah. but yeah. but to me, it was like, oh boy, I'm yeah, next. Wake if this, up call. Yeah. yeah. If this guy ever saw my Facebook page, you know, like I bet you, this guy's stuff is, you know whatever so i, I got the wake up call, I got the message, and I anyway, so i got I got rid of Facebook, and then I you know, even as far as t v I like okay, you know he we I'd hear all this preaching about Hollywood and how it's a bad direction, and it's bad for the home and and all this stuff and and so finally, yeah, okay, I'd watch a sitcom at night and and yeah, they are talking about homosexuality, and they're bringing that into my home and and uh anyways so i I cut that all down, I was down to just watching Wheel of Fortune. And I would get home from work, and and my daughter would bring me the remote because that's what I did is I'd turn the TV on as soon as I got home, and and then yeah, just all that preaching. It, it got to me. It was I mean there was truth in it, and so finally, um, so I, I quit a lot of stuff. I, I was I was slowly peeling everything back one one layer at a time, uh, but I, I still hadn't got this Bible thing down yet for myself. And so I was uh, I was at a a work meeting at a casino in Fort Yates. That's uh, south of Mandan, so probably a couple hours away from, from Dickinson here. And I I was sitting there, and I, I'm at this crossroad in my life kind of where I didn't I didn't want to go down and drink anymore. Um, I didn't want to go down to the casino with everybody and sit there and drink and gamble. Uh, and so I stayed in my room. And then I'd also made this decision that I, I shouldn't be watching a lot of that stuff, and and so i mean it was just me i, was, I was sitting in my room by myself and but i said i'm not going to watch tv either and so so i'm just sitting there by you know just by myself and what am i going to do and i you know i didn't i don't read books at this point i'd never really read anything and uh, so i was just kind of sitting there and i thought well i wonder what the gideons believe i wonder if they're like a christian group or you know muslim or what are they what are the gideons you know so i I reached down and, and sure enough there was a bible in the hotel and and i flip in the front and there's a there's some suggested reading uh in there and and i don't remember what the topic was but there was different topics there and it something referenced me to second timothy and and so i, I read the verse whatever it referenced me to and i said well that was pretty easy to understand and so i actually i read all of second timothy that night i was and i was like wow that's Really easy to understand. Like I, I didn't need an interpreter for this. I didn't need any. You know, this is just basic English. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was actually, I was so excited. I woke up before my meeting the next day, and I started to read First Timothy. And I read all of First Timothy before my meeting started, and I was like, "Wow, I, I can understand this. This is, this is plain English to me. It, I, it's not." you know uh it it was the first time i had this kind of revelation that i could read the bible and and so i was so excited that the next day i got home and i i ended up uh i thought maybe it was the version that i was reading was was a little easier to read so i found this it ended up being like a catholic um somebody had left the lady that moved out of our our house before she had left this behind and so i Anyway, I just found it was it was just a modern translation of of the New Testament, and I I read all the epistles. I mean, I just just one after the other. I just kept reading through them, and I'm like, wow, I can understand the Bible. This is this is like plain English. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And and so things started to move a little faster now, um, but I was still in in slow motion um, altogether here. Now um, we started to come coming to church. Um, on Wednesday nights, probably like October of fourteen now I think we're at and um and i I started to realize you know about baptism right all the all the preaching all the you know now I'm reading things for myself a little bit and and it's starting starting to get to me i I had made the decision on on baptism for my kids you know because we didn't baptize my kids when they were babies uh we didn't sprinkle them and and it was uh, so I'd made that decision that yeah okay this is this is the way my my kids need to be baptized uh, as believers because we did um, you know we, I'd never heard of a baby dedication before but but that made a lot of sense to me after after going through a baby dedication that uh, that's a lot of of what a, a Catholic baptism is is where you're you're promising to raise them in a good home and and you're gonna give this child to the Lord and so. So I was okay with with my kids being baptized as believers it, it, through immersion, um, but I, it wasn't for me yet. And and at this point, so it was it was uh, took until December of fourteen when and Brother Farron was was a, a traveling evangelist that that came through town and and he was preaching like a revival service, like four different four nights in a row that he was preaching and and it was maybe the second service at. I just couldn't get over uh, the fact that all that was being talked about was baptism. You know, just water baptism in Jesus' name. you got to be immersed. You know, get her done. Get her done. And it was, I mean, he had scripture after scripture. And he had, I mean, it was just truth that I was faced with. And that's all 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 I could hear. And I'm sure there was plenty more that was being talked about, but that was all that I could hear. And I couldn't take it anymore. I, I couldn't sit through another service. And I called the pastor the next day and I said, Would you baptize me before before the next service and he said you know uh you know we talked about about repentance or why i wanted to be baptized you know and and so he said yeah uh because i said i didn't want to sit through another service because i i can't hear anything else but baptism and and i know it's i know i need to do it i just i just need to do it but part of why i wanted to be baptized before the service was there was a pride issue there too it uh i didn't I didn't want it to be a big celebration. I didn't want everybody, you know, hooting and hollering and, and saying, Yay, you know. Um because for me it was it was actually um it was it was pretty emotional because for me to take this step in my life, for me to to do something, this is you know, not swearing, not uh you know, cutting out a lot of that sin, that was something my family said I should have been doing anyway. You know, they they were okay with things like that. But now baptism uh, that wasn't, you know, to go against the way I was I was raised. Um, now all of a sudden, that, that little cocoon that I grew up in, that that perfect little home that I had with no divorce, no abuse, no no nothing, um, you know, just just all this this effort and love poured into me. I had to say that they were wrong. You know, I had to I had to come to that point and say if I get baptized, that means if I say that this is true, then that means that that everybody else is wrong, and that was the hardest thing that I ever did you know that was that was uh you know the the hardest choice that i that I had to make really um to walk away i mean anybody that that um you know every, everybody's testimony is different but but testimonies that I hear where uh there's there's abuse and there's drugs and there's you know i mean you're you're happy to find something different you know you're happy to find jesus and uh and to me i wasn't really all that happy to to walk away from my family it was actually it was really hard um but you know and without the word of god i mean it, it cuz preaching and everything could only bring me up so far you know it could only bring me to a certain point but it was it was when i read it for myself in the bible when i read you know Jesus's words about about you know going against fathers and sons and and when I read about what this is going to do to families and and if you love me you're going to keep my commandments and and all this and now I'm I'm faced face to face with Jesus and and obeying his commandments you know and I had to make that choice between my family and and Jesus and it, I mean you can you can look at it however you want but that was that was the way it was to me and it was it was tough and but I you know i I made the choice uh to follow Jesus, no matter what, no matter what my family was going to say, no matter what uh anything else that was going to be done that was I had to make that choice for myself uh and so i so I got baptized in December of fourteen and then in uh it took probably i could have got the Holy Spirit that night I could have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit um speaking in tongues that night I believe it uh if i would have if I would have surrendered but that would have been two steps in one night, and I was only a one-step person, you know. <laughs> and, and so I, I ended up. I had to, um, I had to read into that one too, you know, because I couldn't hear anything about the Holy Spirit really until I dealt with this baptism. You can only, I could only hear one thing at a time, and so then, of course, what did he preach on that night after I got baptized? You know, he starts preaching about the Holy Spirit, but uh, or that's all I heard anyway. And so anyway, it took about six months to um, to get to build up an appetite really for this for the holy spirit that i cuz i didn't you know again this this is something that was different from what i what i grew up with this is something that you know getting rid of of sin that was that was natural to me this is something that wasn't natural to me and so uh took maybe 6 months and then i i started to build a hunger for it i started to to desire it to really want i wanted to pay full price for for what you know god had to offer me now i I was willing to to start to to pay i was you know whatever you need god that's that's what i want to do and i didn't realize how how much i was holding on to i wouldn't there's so much that i wouldn't do i wouldn't uh took me forever i wouldn't clap in a service i wouldn't i wouldn't uh lift my hand i wouldn't i wouldn't pray out loud um you know the list goes on all the things that i wasn't willing to do you know it's it's not that you have to do those things, but are are you willing to do those things? Mm. And for me it was it all came down to to my will. You know, my will and and I so I, all all through this this process, you know, from from 6 months after I got baptized in the water, uh on I was I was um you know, I had evangelists and, and elders and and preachers come and lay hands on me uh, like the scripture says and but I never spoke in tongues, and uh, and this hunger kept building. And I I had I fasted, um, you know, I did a, a three day fast and uh, didn't get the Holy Ghost, and so I went a fourth day and and still didn't get it. And I I passed out and hit my head on the counter in the middle of the night, and uh, but I was I was determined to get this because it, you know they keep saying it's a promise. This promise is unto you, you know, and I didn't know what exactly was going to happen. Uh, or what what exactly the holy spirit was but i knew it was for me and i knew that all these these other wise people that i had met now uh, believed it and and were living it and i i'm like you know i need to i need to have this the scripture says it um and so i you know camp camp service would come okay this is when i'm going to get the holy spirit you know everybody's uh getting work off their mind they're getting more spiritual you know we we got to camp maybe on a wednesday night and i you know i was fasting uh through camp there and and uh no holy ghost didn't get it, you know but all all through the way i didn't get i didn't really get all that discouraged because I kept peeling back layers there was still more that i wasn't willing to to let go of there wasn't you know there was a distance where I would say that's enough and and so i had to i had to keep pressing through that and uh and peeling it all back and so finally i I learned what true surrender was, and that's i mean our our pastor will We'll talk about, I mean, there was, there's a lot of, I heard a lot of different stuff. I mean, people praying over me, uh, being uncomfortable, going, I mean, and I mean, this whole birth process, I mean, it was, it was messy, we'll say, you know, there was, there was just a lot of, a lot of different ideas and opinions of, of scripture and, and how it should happen and all this. And I was kind of bounced around like a pinball through some of that and, and that, it doesn't need to be that way, really. I mean you can you come up out of the water, you can be speaking in tongues. It's it's actually very simple but uh but in as part of my testimony I I needed I still needed to give up. I still needed to have more surrender in my life and so finally it was two years after I got baptized, so now we're in December of two thousand sixteen. Um pastor uh was out of town, we had Brother Farron back preaching and um and I was just so frustrated. That, I mean, if he asked me to to stand on my head, I think I would have done it. I was just, I was just ready. You know, whatever. I, I said, you know, I didn't. I never thought I had that much stuff to let go of. I didn't know that I was holding on to so much. But it finally, okay, whatever. God, you're in control here. You want me to to do something, say something, go somewhere. Yeah, I'm it. I'll be your Huckleberry. You know, and I, and I just, I finally. Um, the day came I guess and, and it wasn't it wasn't what I was expecting it wasn't um I, I got the Holy Ghost that day and it was I mean it's exciting and it, and I knew uh I knew it was exciting but it was it wasn't what I was expecting you know I was expecting thunderbolts and lightning and and you know if if Hollywood could could show me what it looked like that's what I, that's kind of what I was expecting and um and it wasn't that it was it was that still small voice it was that It was that thing that really the thing that had been leading me through uh all these decisions you know it's the same listening to that um and and here i was now, now i was speaking in tongues and um and so since that since that day i guess there's there's not been um you know my my repentance started long before i actually received that that was just the birth process really and so I guess if I could compare it to uh, a childbirth, you know, this spiritual birth that I went through, uh, it would be like I was a couple weeks past my due date, you know, and I came out an 11-pound baby and, uh, you know, I was already, you know, ready for the next step. You know, I was ready for new clothes and new new stuff right after I was born, you know, so um, so I wasn't, yeah, I didn't, it wasn't a premature birth at all. It was really drug out and took forever and a lot of people didn't think it was ever really going to happen uh but but it did because it 's a promise you know and and if i and I had peace through a lot of it because I had the word of God, you know I mean people could say uh whatever but but I could trust in the word that it was a promise and uh, so anyway I guess that's uh that's kind of how I got through my birth story um but uh and now kind of where i 'm at where i 'm at since then is um i've gotten involved with with the jail service and uh, our pastor, had been going to the jail um, every Sunday after church, and so I, I joined him. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to learn the trade. Really, is is kind of what it boiled down to. Is he was, he was doing this outreach, trying to reach the lost. I didn't know how to do that. You know, I didn't really. I still didn't know the Bible very much, but, but I knew that this was the right direction, the right thing to do. So I went and I wanted to learn. You know, when when people stand up and and start swearing in the middle of a church service, how do you how do you handle it? You know, and and so I I wanted that experience a little bit. And I, um, how do you diffuse stuff? How do you take somebody from ground zero and and you know disciple them into a Christian? And and so I I just started hanging around. You know, I just started getting more involved with with anything I could. Um, there was. Uh, we kind of switched from the from the jail service. It was kind of a tough time of day for for family time, and so we switched over to the nursing home service and so we were doing the nursing home service for a couple of years we got we ended up taking that over uh during during that time and I learned how to play the accordion a little bit uh tried to anyway so if there's anybody out there that that knows how to play it and wants to teach me some lessons um that'd be great because my wife's sick of listening to it (laughs) but uh yeah we we were doing the nursing home service up until COVID hit and then um you know now we've been um our pastor was talking about he was talking about uh different churches in the state that needed needed pastors that needed uh that you know there's a need for ministers in the state and I wasn't I'm not never really pictured myself as a pastor don't don't really have a desire to be a pastor all that much, but uh, but I know that if there's a need, I you know I, I just I through that whole uh, Holy Ghost experience of surrender, I just learned just whatever, just get on board. You know if there's a need, if God has something that He needs, just call me up. You know just just let me know and, and show me. So so we're open to it, and uh, we started we prayed about it. We talked to our pastor, and there's a there's a reservation north of North of Dickinson, about an hour and a half two hours, and there we we started visiting up there twice a month um, we've been going up there for about a year now and and just praying if that's if that's God's will for us to to be there um, The Williston Church has been taking care of that for years and it's it's tremendous outreach i mean there's there's just a lot happening there um, and so yeah we don't we don't really know our next um, where we're going to end up I guess but but I know that i i um getting closer closer to god every day i'm I'm trying to trying to learn i'm I'm reading books on on different ministers, getting my minister's license um and uh any kind of home bible study I can get my hands on if if there's somebody that's willing to listen if there's somebody that I can speak to uh I just love it I love telling people about god I love explaining um you know just just taking people from from darkness into light is there's no greater you know drug or or thing that you can really be a part of or experience it is so tremendous to give people hope to give people um you know just just the experience of the of the church itself you know the the body of believers it's just great and so anyway that's that's i guess my testimony um
2: yeah, and I think, too, I mean, there's just a couple of things that that um, you and I were talking about beforehand. But I do I did want to say maybe we'll just take a, a quick song break and then we'll come back here in a little bit. But, you know, if, if there are people out there that want to have a home Bible study um, and even, you know, have Brother Ben Ben Lee come in and, and talk to them, um, 290-7862, you can throw Pastor Simons a text and we we can get that set up for you. And then, you know, I don't know if, you know, now with COVID and whatnot, we could probably either social distance or I don't know if Ben does the Zoom thing or if that's exactly what, what, you know, anyone has in mind. But we could, you know, probably figure this out one way or the other. Um, but um, like we were talking about, I, I don't really know exactly who the main audience of this show is. Um, of course, this is a, on a local radio station, but it also goes out on the Internet it goes on out on the Holy Ghost radio. So I know we have a lot of apostolic, you know, apostolic Pentecostal listeners, but I also know that we have people from this area, uh, who, and then if that's the case, more than likely they'll be Catholic. Like I was Catholic, like Ben was Catholic. And, you know, we're at different stages of Catholicism, I suppose. Different people are at different stages. Um, and I think one thing too and I think you'd agree with me but when you were talking about how in your mind that you were struggling with getting baptized because you were you know this was going to say that your family was wrong and I had similar ideas but my family was nowhere as near as close as yours and in at least in my extended family there was a lot of dysfunction and abuse and things like that but for sure it, you know in some ways it did feel like I was rejecting what they tried to instill in me as an upbringing But I think you would agree with the idea that, you know, you weren't saying that, you know, your family's ungodly. You weren't saying that they didn't have awesome values, that they didn't have a a great upbringing. You know, there was just, there's a lot of, you know, we talk about how, you know, bringing, you know, the, the concept of do you want more in God? This is not saying that you know nothing about God and, you know, Ben Lee knows everything. Or you're the worst heathen in the world, you know we're sinner, and we're saints, and we're you know here to it's not like that, and a lot of times it's people have a, a strong walk with God they've got a lot of fundamentals down, but there might just be some things that they're missing that they just didn't know about, mm. but they weren't taught yeah and so your family maybe wasn't taught they they did the best with what they had yeah. teaching and, and instilling you
3: yeah and, and I mean just to comment on that further, it was uh, i mean my my dad grew up. And the, they did services in Latin and facing the other way. Uh, and what I've got available at my fingertips, you know, with with uh, Google and texting and and being able to ask, you know, other elders and stuff, different questions. We've got we've got so much at our fingertips that the excuses that uh, about why you don't know the Bible or why you you aren't reading it, uh, the excuses that maybe were okay a generation ago are not okay today anymore you know even I, I thought about it a lot about um, the even the dead sea scrolls so that would have been i think was that in the 40s when the dead sea scrolls were something about right yeah and you know so th- my dad was born in 45 so those dead sea scrolls you know so they got discovered it was probably a while before they were really gone through and and uh, started to be accepted and, and verified verifying that these are still the same scriptures that were written a thousand years prior um, that's something that I've got that my dad didn't have the opportunity for, really. I mean, they didn't mm-hmm. – it, it wasn't – you know, you didn't see that. Like, he couldn't just look that up on Google or, any. you know, he couldn't mm-hmm. look it up on, on the interwebs or anything. He had to um, – he didn't have – I mean, he'd have to look into a, in an encyclopedia for that to be published. Well, that stuff wasn't going to happen. So, so the things that my dad had available at his fingertips and, and him being able to say, you know, or make an excuse – uh, of why he's not going to look into this or that, you know, I can't use that. I can't, you know, when I, I stand before the throne, I've got to give it an account for everything, and mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be able to say like, well, I didn't, I didn't have the availability to understand the Bible. I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. and but yeah, it wasn't, you know, with, with my family, it wasn't about, um, it was more about hurting my family's feelings. You know, it just I didn't want them to to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. That was that was the biggest um not about their their belief system or anything like that necessarily as much as it was that just hurting their feelings about something that they cared about and yeah. i you know there's there's a handful of scriptures that come to mind and one of them was in in acts chapter 18 um, talking about apollos and uh it says that he was an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures um, you know and this is a this is a jew that that knew you know more than your average Jew uh more than your average person and um just a just a good man you know and and it says that he only uh he knew the baptism of john but basically this this aquila and Priscilla um uh says uh, had heard this and they they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. And so it wasn't that they were saying that he was wrong in what he was doing, it's mm-hmm. saying hey, here's the rest of the story. Right. You know, here's what you were missing in that. And that's a lot of times I I mean, I when I talk to my family, uh, if I talk to anybody, I'm not telling them, you know, quit being catholic. I'm telling them read the word of God. Right. You know, let's let's talk about the word of God and let's let's understand it. You know, stay keep going to church, that's fine. Yeah. But but let's learn the word of God and let's let's talk about that. Um
2: Well, and we're going to – I'm going to have Ben pray for maybe – if there are other Ben Lees out there, uh, and then we're going to be wrapping up the program. But before we do that, I just want to real quickly invite you again to 501 Elks Drive right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's the New Life United Pentecostal Church. Our next service is Wednesday at 730, and then we'll have a Sunday service at 10 o'clock and 11. And you can text in with any comments or questions to 290-7862. And, uh, that question could also include, uh, can I have a Bible study and we will get you hooked up with that. So, um, Ben, if you want to just pray for us and we will then, uh, see you next time.
3: All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're so, we're so grateful God to just know you and to have this word here, Lord, to, to know God, everything that we know today, God, to have all that opportunity and I, I i thank you lord for what you brought me through god i thank you for my testimony i thank you for my family lord and for for everybody that you've put in my life to help me and god just i pray for whoever's out there if if there's somebody that needs to to surrender god i pray that you would just be gentle with them lord and you would put somebody in their life that can speak softly to them lord and that you'd be able to to just help god to work in their life to show them more god just open open the eyes of the blind oh god and we're just so grateful to you. And I pray over this community here, Lord. I pray just your blood upon it. And, Lord, if there's anything that, that we can do to help, Lord, just show us. In Jesus' name, amen. You speak a
1: word. I feel a calm. I know in you I can be strong
0: You are my Lord